podcasting from Houston, Texas, home to many immigrants. This is Mind of an Immigrant. I'm your host, Denia. I'm a wife, a busy mom of three, a project manager in the healthcare industry. And the one thing you need to know about me is that I have a helpless need to create and to communicate. You can find my podcast on the web at anchor.fm forward slash mind of an immigrant or anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This week is about reunited family members. You know, I'm an avid user of Facebook and as part of just my daily routine and my need to communicate, I guess, I use the Help ID Me page and then which led me to another page called Encontrando Desaparecidos en la Frontera, which means finding missing people on the border. So on June 5th, a woman named Alicia posted a few pictures that looked to be like from the 1980s, maybe early 90s. And in her message, which was written all in Spanish, she said that she was looking for an aunt named Alicia. She used her maiden name, which typically is two last names. And in, in parentheses, she put her then married name and said that she was looking for a woman named Alicia, her husband, and two daughters. She wrote the name of the two daughters. One was Anna and the other one was Giselle. And she included several pictures of the family. Like I said, the pictures looked like they were very old. They were dated. And then she included an envelope with the last known address. And in her comment, in her publication, she said that she's looking for Alicia because her grandmother is elderly and that she is looking for Alicia because it's been over 30 years since she has heard from Alicia. And so she was wanting to help her grandmother look for her daughter. So Alicia was looking for her aunt. When I looked at the post, I said, you know, I think this is something that I can help with. Since I live in Texas, I understand exactly how to look up properties, how to really research for people in Texas, both whether they're in jail, if they have a criminal history, things like that. So I looked up the address that was listed on the envelope and I looked to see who that address belonged to now. It didn't belong to Alicia, but it showed that she lived in the house or sold the house. I couldn't tell whether it was that she had bought it in 1996 or that she had sold it in 1996. But it was the same address that was listed on the envelope in the Facebook post. So I messaged the the woman in Mexico and I said, well, this is the address. And I circled the previous owners and it had had her aunt listed as a previous owner of the house. And I said, well, you know, at least I I caught you up to 1996. I actually I don't know what inspired me to do this stuff, but I picked up my phone and I called I called her. I called the woman in Mexico and I spoke to her and she was very nervous. She had you could tell it was a modest home and she she was very nervous and was excited at the same time and so was I but I know that the search wasn't going to be easy looking for someone who I don't know their names are very common Alicia, Giselle, Anna with a very Hispanic name 
So I spent that Saturday looking for the family. I was looking to see if maybe she had passed, if there were posts on the internet about someone passing. I looked up her. I actually, in our call, I asked her if she could give me the birth date of her aunt, and she did. She said that she didn't know the birth dates of the two daughters. She really didn't know much. So in our call, I said, you know, if you have any other pictures, please send them to me and please take a picture of the front and back of the picture. And if you have any envelopes, please take a picture of the front and back of the envelopes. So my Espanol is good, but she tried doing one picture and I said, dale vuelta, which means in my head, it means turn it around. But what she did was she put it upside down. And I'm like, oh, goodness, I don't know how this is going to go. So that was Saturday. And then Sunday, I said, okay, I was prepared to look for her because in my reasoning, they sold their house. So they purchased another house. So I looked up on the web to see how many counties there are in Texas. And I looked up, I guess, in well, not in my mind, but in my head, I was prepared to look at all of those counties to see if anybody with their names had purchased a home. I looked and it said there were 254 counties in Texas. Um, that Sunday, I spent about two hours going through, I want to say they were listed on Wikipedia. And I went through the list and I started with the A's and I went to the B's and I went to the C's. But they were looking for an Alicia or the address that they had in the original envelope said that they lived in Victoria, Texas. I live in, in Houston, so I don't know. I mean, I know where Victoria is. I've never been there, but I had looked up what county Victoria was in. So I figured, okay, in my head, if you buy a house, you sell a house. I mean, you live in your house and you want to sell it, you sell it and you move somewhere close. You don't necessarily move very far from where you were before. It might be, you know, 10 miles. It might be 15 miles or 20 miles, maybe 50 at most. But you don't go very far from your origins. And I know that a lot of people do move far away. They do go to another state and purchase a home. But let me tell you that I was prepared to look at 254 counties to look for Alicia as an owner of a home. And after those two hours... I wasn't successful. What I ended up doing was I looked in Victoria County and the largest counties that I know are in Texas, like Harris County, Montgomery County, Bear County. And I looked at Victoria County and I couldn't find anyone. So I said, okay, maybe I'm just obsessing over this and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to find them and that's okay. At least I brought her up to 1996. So, so that Sunday rather, I didn't hear anything from the woman in Mexico. I didn't, she didn't call me. She didn't send me any pictures. But that Monday morning, she sent me, I want to say like 15 pictures. And all the pictures actually had the messages on the back. And she had clues in, in all of the pictures. So the way that she had originally listed the name of one of the daughters was a very common, she said, the name Giselle. And she had spelled it as anyone would spell Giselle. 
G-I-S-E-L-L-E. And then the other daughter's name was Anna. So the day before I was disappointed, you know, I thought those are, they have very common names. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to find them. But in one of the pictures, it said in Spanish, this picture is from my grandparents. In another handwriting, it said the little girl wrote the message for her grandparents and it was signed Giselle. And I saw that Giselle was spelled uniquely. And immediately I take to Google to find Giselle the way that it was spelled on the picture. And lo and behold, there is a woman that is listed at an address in Victoria, Texas named Giselle. So I take a picture of it. Of I'm using my laptop. I take a picture and I also I want to note that in the pictures, the other daughter had spelled her name A-N-N-A, but I, you know, I couldn't find anybody with those name with that name anywhere. So I send the woman in Mexico the picture of what I had found. And then I started researching and then I went to Facebook. And on Facebook, it said that Giselle in Victoria was in a relationship with a man and it listed the man's name. So I went back to the appraisal district to look to see who owns the house. And it was the same person that was listed on the Facebook page that listed Giselle as their partner. So, but in the appraisal district, it didn't list the name Giselle as she had written it. It was not spelled correctly. So it made me wonder whether that was correct at all. And so I went to the Facebook page and I looked at the handle. So the last numbers on the handle were 1990 or 93 or 92 or something like that. And in my head, I said, well, it's probably not her because that's probably her birthday. It was like 313 or 312, 1992 or 93. I can't remember. So I messaged the woman in Mexico and I said, oh, it's probably not her. So don't get too excited. And I called the woman in Mexico and I said, well, I'll see if it's her. I said, don't worry, I'm going to keep looking. And she said that that she was very nervous, that she was very excited. And so was I. So when I found the woman on Facebook, I messaged her and I said, hey, is your mom's name Alicia? And while I was doing all my other digging, it was about, I guess, an hour went by. So I forgot to mention that in my talks with the woman in Mexico, her name is Alicia too. The woman in Mexico told me that the train had stopped coming to their little town because they live in a small town and the train stopped delivering mail to them. So it had been many, many, many years since she had heard from them. And so that's why the grandmother was looking for for her daughter because she had stopped receiving messages from her. And so she thought something had happened to her or she just wanted to hear from 
from her daughter. So I'm trying to do the math here. She hadn't seen or she hadn't heard from them since a long time. And so they were not receiving messages. And that's why I guess they had lost communication. And so that's where it is. Okay. So the grandmother stopped receiving messages or letters from the daughter because the train had stopped coming to their town. And so they were not getting letters delivered to them. Okay. I guess it's a desolate or remote part of Mexico. And so that's why they were not getting letters. So going back to the daughter Giselle, I sent her a message. And then about an hour later, she replied saying, yes, my mom is Alicia. So I copied the link to the post that the woman in Mexico had made. And I said, hey, I saw that your mom is being looked for by her family in Mexico. And since I'm from Texas, I thought that I would be able to help because I don't know what got into me, but I just thought I could help. So I'm trying to help find your mom. And she said, oh, she said, wow, this is wonderful. She said, this is great news. My mom has not spoken to her family in a very, very long time. She had been sending letters to Mexico, but all of the letters were coming back and she did not know why. So I asked her, is your mom alive? And she said that her mom is alive. And wow, it made me really happy, you know, because you hold your breath thinking, what if she's not alive anymore? And I was happy to hear that she was alive. She said that she was calling her mom. So Giselle said that she was calling her mom so that she could tell her the news that her family was reaching out to her. And she was able to do that. And Giselle and her mom, Alicia, were able to get in contact with Alicia's mom in Mexico. It is the sweetest story. It literally took four hours of research to find this family in Mexico. And I think it's only because it's in Texas and I know how to navigate the system in Texas. And so I message her temporarily, not temporarily, but I message her once in a while and I'm wondering whether they still talk. I message her and I wonder whether they still talk and she says that they do. And so I message her like the day of, and I did talk to Giselle. I was very happy to hear that her mom is alive. And she said that it was a good birthday present for her because her birthday is actually today. <laughs> I need a call and I need to message her because today is her birthday. And I feel like I know all of their lives because I was researching and I spent some time just looking for them. And I feel connected and I feel so happy that I'm nosy in that way and that I wanted to help and I helped. So I did call Alicia's mom and she is the sweetest grandmother. She looks like the grandmother from Coco. She has dark brown skin and she had her hair in a braid and she was so thankful and she was so kind and beautiful and I was happy to be able to help 
just in the very tiniest way by spending just a few minutes of my day. Really, you know, what are four hours? They're nothing. And I'm so thankful that I was able to reunite their family. And after doing the math, the last envelope that they received from Alicia was 32 years old. So she had not spoken to her family in 32 years. Now, I'm sure that there are reasons behind that. And I know some of the reasons, but I don't feel comfortable publishing them or talking about them on this platform. But if you can help someone out, do it. If you have time, go searching. Help. It's people, just regular people like you and me that can make a difference in someone's life. I'm so happy and I'm so thankful that Giselle, that Alicia and Alicia the mom are able to make the grandmother's wishes as she wanted to speak to her daughter, you know, before she dies. Unfortunately, Alicia's father passed away and so he wasn't able to, to speak to her, but the grandmother is alive and so that connection was able to be made and I'm so happy for her and I'm going to cut this podcast right here because I want to wish her a happy birthday and I can't do it while I'm recording. So thank you so much for listening to Mind of an Immigrant with Denia. If you like our show and you want to know more, check out anchor.fm forward slash Mind of an Immigrant or please leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcast. Remember, you can rise up from anything. You can completely recreate yourself. You can do it. Join us next time for more true crime. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes.